Welcome to Star Talk, a new podcast from the Durham County Sheriff's Office. I'm Clarence Burkett, Durham County Sheriff, and we are and we appreciate you tuning in to learn more about the many exciting things happening at the Durham County Sheriff's Office. As your sheriff, I am constitutionally responsible, like other like the other 99 sheriffs in North Carolina, for the operation of the detention center. It is a large building that you can't miss right in the heart of downtown Durham on Mangum Street. It is one of the largest facilities in the state with 800 beds built in 1996. And on any given day or night, there are between 360 and 400 men and women who are housed there, either awaiting trial or serving their sentences or waiting to be transferred to another facility across the state. To learn more about the Durham County Detention Facility and the operations therein, we have joining us today, Johnny Hawkins, the Chief of Detention Services. Chief Hawkins, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Sheriff Burkhead. Thank you for having me. Before we dive into all of the operations and the programs that we have inside the detention center, I want our listeners to learn a little bit more about who Johnny Hawkins is. Could you give us a little bit of your background and tell us what brought you to this position at the Durham County Detention Facility? Absolutely. I'm certainly honored to uh, be part of the Sheriff's Office. Um, my, I've got over 35 years of both federal and state service and county service now. Um, I spent some time um, in the military, five years in the military, in which I served with the 8th Infantry, 8th Infantry Division in Germany, uh, Mainz, Germany, and Bad Kreuznach. And I also served at Fort Huachuca, the home of the Buffalo Soldier, where we trained military intelligence officers. And I joined the North Carolina Department of Corrections in 1993, and I served uh, 28 years day for day there, and but retired with over 30 years of service and uh, ended my service with the North Carolina Department of Public Safety in October of 2021. And I started with the Sheriff's Office two days later on November 1st of 2021. So I'm honored and thankful for Sheriff Burkhead to give me this opportunity. Um, of course, some of my experiences, um, highlights are such as I started off as a correctional officer, worked my way up through the ranks. Uh, I was a facility warden at three different facilities, also served as the uh, director of special operations and intelligence, where I was over the FBI marshals, DEA task force with Department of Public Safety, and also started the um, security threat group management unit. I was a liaison for the division, started that, got an extensive background with, with gangs, and one of the things I'm equally as proud of is when I was at the warden at Nash Correctional Institution with uh, public safety, we started a four-year uh, seminary school with Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. And that was um, a, a footprint within Department of Public Safety that had never been done before. So I've been on the front end of starting supermax facilities, uh, gang units, but then culminating into the seminary. Um, my last tour of duty and assignment with DPS was at now Granville Correctional Institution, which I had the distinct pleasure and honor of uh, 
um, closing that facility as Polk Correctional Institution and the history that goes with that. And then, of course, like I said, exciting opportunity that I've had at Durham Correctional Institution and looking to build on uh, that portfolio under the leadership of a of a great individual. Chief Hawkins, thank you so much for sharing your background and experience with us. And it certainly sounds like from your 35 plus years of experience, your career has come full circle. Yes, sir. Uh, really excited uh, and surprised to hear about the seminary piece. What an excellent opportunity uh, to develop such a program inside a detention facility or prison uh, as it was. Uh, so that truly is the mark of an innovative leader. And we at Durham County are happy you are part of our team. So I'd like to ask a question. You've been working in the prison system and the public safety system, and now you're working at the Durham County Detention Facility. Uh, tell us and our listening audience what you think one of the major differences is between a prison and a county jail. Well, the most obvious is the pretrial component, and certainly I'm learning that. But what I found with, with, with Durham County um, Detention Center, that the thing that's so different is, you know, we sat in between two internationally recognized edifices with the Durham Bulls uh, Athletic Park and then the DPAC, and there sets uh, this, this wonderful edifice that uh, probably individuals don't know a great deal about. Um, but what I have truly found is that it, it starts with the leadership. It starts with the people. Uh, the mission in and of itself is similar and parallel as it is at the state prison system. But when you've got leaders who care and then you've got staff who have developed relationships with um, the people that we serve, which is the detainees, and then also accountability to the community, those are things that now I get an opportunity working with Durham County you know, I've always worked in other locations and lived in this county uh, since 1999. So I've been a citizen since 1999, but never had an opportunity to really serve the citizens within this community. These are the individuals that I go to church with. These are the people that uh, I've been involved with through my work with the sheriff's office in the different capacities. So the mission, again, is the same. Pre-trial is a little different, but when it comes down to the edifice and the surroundings. Uh, we've got a built up community in Durham now. Uh, when you look at the residential growth, uh, you look at the business growth, those are things that were not always part of my day to day. Um, I, I was used to large landscapes and perimeter fencing and patrol vehicles and towers. So I'm having to narrow my scope of understanding. But at the same time, we still do security within that, that building. Uh, again, that is the most secure building within the county of Durham. And I take great pride in making sure that the citizens uh, stay out, but then also the detainees that's assigned there uh, stay in. So um, the pretrial, again, is probably the, the one element that's the most profound difference. So from day-to-day -day operations, they're very similar. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned that we are, uh, once again, in the heart of downtown Durham, where we have the uh, DPAC, uh, one of the largest uh, theater facilities uh, south of New York and, and north of uh, Atlanta. And so we're fortunate here in Durham to have the DPAC. Uh, and then you mentioned the Durham, uh, Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Again, one of the greatest venues for AAA baseball uh, 
that I've ever had an yes, opportunity sir. to uh, to watch a game at and plan to go watch one real soon. Uh, so we're in a situation uh, in Durham where the detention center sort of rises out between the arts and, and the sports. Uh, I can remember being in grad school uh, when the detention center was being built. And one of my professors commented that uh, the skyline of Durham is changing and it's gonna be highlighted by, at that time, the detention center was the largest, tallest building in downtown Durham. He commented, and I'm gonna build on this comment. He yes, commented sir. that that detention center represents a monument to failure. And that has stuck with me for some almost 20 years. Uh, and I push back on it every day that it's not a monument to failure, but it's an opportunity for us to change lives. Yes, sir. And I think inside the Durham County Detention Center, we change lives every single day. We are the custodians of those who are housed there. Again, I mentioned the constitutional responsibility earlier. Let's talk about how we are changing lives inside the detention center. So let's talk a little bit about our programs and our services that you and your staff oversee. There's a host of them, uh, most of which have preceded me uh, since I, my arrival. But we, we have so many services within the Durham County Detention Center. Um, some that are more obvious to others. And then, of course, the one that uh, we're, we're currently trying to expand on and, and are doing a fantastic job of it is our SMART program. And uh, that SMART program is, of course, the SHARES Medication Assisted Treatment uh, and Restorative uh, Program. And to date, uh, that program started in 2019. And to date, we've had 421 individuals who have been inducted into that program. We just recently got a grant, um, as you are aware, and hopefully most of the citizens will be aware, of $458,000. And we're going to be venturing off into Vivitrol. So that, uh, along with our STAR grad program in January, we started a, a process where individuals that did not quite meet the qualifications were allowed to participate uh, in the STAR program in a capacity. Um, the gentleman who runs that program, um, uh, Mr. Sawyer, does a fantastic job, and we have now incorporated that. But we've got a host of different programs um, with, with the Durham County Detention Center. Uh, of course, our STAR program, MAP program. Uh, we're also working with Durham Tech, uh, where we offer um, our literacy programs for high school um, education. We're also looking at expanding that to HRD services with Durham Tech, um, and also that will continue after. Uh, we also uh, have incorporated uh, through our stakeholder via um, path where we're expanding into our, our EVOCO courses. And this is some 800 courses on our tablets. Uh, now with the design and hopefully we'll be able to get a, a tablet for each of the detainees um, when they're doing their in-cell activities. And this has some 800 different programs that uh, our detainees can participate in. And we've got a work release. Um, you know, COVID, COVID setback 
operations uh, considerably. Uh, we wanted to be responsible. We wanted to be smart. We all, but we also want to be consistent with CDC, uh, DHHS. But so we developed a COVID response plan, and with that, we had to scale back some some of the day-to-day -day programs, uh, which we're now looking at reinstituting a lot of library services, our religious services. Um, of course, uh, work release started uh, last year, so we've got pre-trial uh, responsibilities that that we take care of. Um, some of the things that uh, we've also incorporated because of our ability to, to look at our COVID response plan is we're doing town hall meetings with our female detainees. We have got uh, a therapeutic housing uh, process and a, a program with those individuals who are challenged. And as you know, Sheriff Burke, you said it a thousand times, Durham County Detention Center is probably the largest mental health facility within the county. And right now our population typically lingers around 400 and about 50 to 55 percent of those individuals are referred to mental health. So those are challenges for us. Yeah, no, Chief Chief Hawkins, thank you so much for that. And and you're right. Uh, our population is probably a little bit higher that suffer from a mental health condition uh, or uh, an addiction, somewhere around 65 percent. Uh, and you mentioned our relationships and partnerships with Community uh, Criminal Justice Resource Center and Mr. Sawyer and, and, and uh, the doctors and the clinicians who work to provide some of those programs. Uh, and we're, we have a, a graduation in, in the detention center for those individuals yes, who uh, want to get their GED or their high school diploma through the relationship uh, with Durham Tech uh, and DPS. And so to me, one of my proudest moments was when I had the opportunity to officiate in a graduation for a young man uh, and a young lady, uh, one of who tested at the college ready yes, level. Uh, and so we're trying to treat those individuals uh, in a manner that will prepare them for when they are released from our facility. And we're, we're doing that at the Durham County Detention Center. We're gonna take a short break. We're talking to Chief Johnny Hawkins, Chief of Detention Service at the Durham County Detention Center. I'm Sheriff Clarence Burkett and we'll be right back. Let's start talking. I'm Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead. We are hiring now. If you want to make a difference in our community, I want you to join our team. The Durham County Sheriff's Office offers a generous benefit package and a wide range of career opportunities. If you are at least 21 and have a high school diploma, we want to hear from you. Be the future of the Durham County Sheriff's Office. Join the team today. Visit DurhamSheriff.com. Welcome back to Star Talk. I'm Sheriff Clarence Burkhead, and today we're talking to Chief of Detention Services, Johnny Hawkins. In the last segment, we talked about some of the great programs that we have at the Durham County Detention Facility. Uh, everything from GED graduation to uh, peer support programs uh, and the, the STAR program, helping individuals uh, dealing with addictions. Uh, and so when they are released, they will be prepared to succeed back in the community. Chief Hawkins, let's talk about some of the challenges that we're currently experiencing in detention center. Everyone's aware of the staffing 
issues that not are unique to Durham. They are all over yes, the state of North Carolina and all over the country indeed. So let's talk a little bit about that. And why would someone want to come to work at the Durham County Detention Center? The profession in and of itself is one that is, I think, vastly underappreciated, uh, except for those individuals who are victims within the community and also that's parallel to the law enforcement community. The Durham County Detention Center is is a wonderful experience. Uh, when I walked into that leadership role, I walked into a family-oriented group. Um, most of the staff have been anchored in this community, anchored in the detention center for most of the, the managers, some 30-some years. And they have basically seen one another grow in their professional career, but then also their families. And I think that 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 bond is something that I've never really experienced here at Burkhead because I've been that individual that's always had that that question posed to you. Hey, would you like to go here? And of course, you know, in this career field, um, that means, yeah, we need you here, so you go. So I've never really had the history of staying at a facility any longer than three or four years. So to come into Durham County and see the relationships that's fostered because of the history of the staff with one another, but they also have a history with the detainees. And they've seen, unfortunately, relative after relative come in, but they've also seen these individuals come in since they 18, 17, 18 years of age, when it used to be, you know, 16 could come over there. So they've seen them grow. And what that does, that adds a different level of response because it's almost as if their presence when they show up is like, okay, you know, I know I'm doing wrong, so let me stop. But then also, they understand their families as well. Um, I'm beginning to learn the families. You know, again, I I, I, I work in this, this community now. I've been living in this community. So now persons are beginning to approach me in the community, our citizens uh, who we serve diligently, and ask me about their family members. The training aspect of it is is one that I have never seen a, a office go above and beyond the state standard and we do in all aspects our basic training um, the state standard and Durham County standard there's a difference where we actually train our staff to prepare for our population which is critical so those additional 20 some hours are really geared towards how do you function in the Durham County Detention Center versus another state facility our in-service, our mandatory in-service training, that also is an additional. Uh, so we focus on a lot of um, CIT. It's just a host of different training aspects that our staff get. Um, at, as you indicated, the challenges come from just simply the day-to-day -day arduous task of seeing individuals come into an incarcerated state. I agree with you. It's not about failure. It really is about an opportunity to improve the quality of lives of our citizens because these are the people that we stay beside. But this opportunity here allows for us to look at the sheriff's constitutional ability, which the detention center is a primary one. But then also, even with our, our, our staffing challenges, uh, we have a leader who has been committed to making sure that our deputies who, you know, do so primarily willingly uh, come in and they help us out on part-time so they supplement the staff and we've got vendors that have relationships within the detention center that uh, 
fosters that cooperation and that let's get it done mentality. So it's a lot of challenges, but it's a lot of advantages as well. And, and I'm just glad to be, you know, the leader of the detention facility and be a part of this uh, organization. It has been a wonderful 19 months now. Yes, sir. We're talking to Johnny Hawkins, Chief of Detention Services on Star Talk. Uh, the chief just mentioned a number of things, longevity, family oriented, uh, the opportunities that men and women who work for the Durham County Sheriff's Office inside the de detention facility uh, can benefit from. Uh, and you're right, uh, chief, we have some employees that have been with us 30 plus years, uh, and we are constantly recruiting and inviting those who are committed to a life of service uh, in a, a profession that is noble, uh, a, a profession in, in career and corrections to come and join the Durham County Sheriff's Office team and be part of the detention family. Uh, we are, like every other jurisdiction, we're dealing with the staffing shortages, but the work that we do is so rewarding. Yes, sir. The lives that we are touching, you mentioned, some of these individuals have been coming to our facility for years. Yes, we sir. unfortunately have watched them grow up uh, and that gives us an opportunity to have a positive impact on their life, be it inside the facility or preparing them for when they leave the facility. Yes, sir. And that can make a difference in the life of a young man or uh, a young woman. And there are several challenges that we face day in and day out day in and day out in the facility. Uh, some of those challenges, we run an infirmary. So we have some individuals who are in our detention center that have some, some serious illnesses. So we have a great partnership. You mentioned the vendors with our healthcare provider as well as the Durham County Public Health. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that relationship and how we do everything we possibly can do to make sure those who have those illnesses receive the, the care that they need. Absolutely. Um, one thing that, that I think all of confined facilities are experiencing is, you know, people just, you know, the natural life cycle is that you're living longer. And what that means is that the population is getting older. And then when you add the dynamics of a, a geriatric population with a population that's younger, more vibrant, and maybe gang involved, those dynamics are something that you have to balance. How do you balance it? You balance it through training. Uh, with, our, with our more mature population, um, we do have 24-hour medical care, which some detention facilities don't, so we're, we're privileged to have that. Uh, now, now, Chief, yes, we, we don't want to open up a geriatric unit no, inside sir. The, the detention no, center, sir. not just no, yet. Sir. Uh, but no, your point's well taken. We do have uh, a population, obviously, with, with raised to age. Uh, we don't have anyone that's under the age of 18 yes, in our facility, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, but we do have some who are either serving out their sentences or awaiting trial who are um, advanced in yes, age. Sir. Uh, and so we have to make sure that we provide them the critical uh, services that they need uh, because we do. We operate a full infirmary. We have individuals who suffer from serious medical conditions. Yes, uh, so we want to make sure that we take care of them as well. But for the most part, we have a healthy population who are in jail uh, in our facility waiting trial uh, and we want to care for them as well. One of the things that perhaps the public doesn't understand 
is that we are a jail. And with the jail, nine times out of 10, that means you are awaiting trial. So, but we have individuals who sit in our facility two and a half, three. Yes, sir. Some close to five years awaiting trial. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about the challenges that that presents when someone has been in our facility. And, and keep it in mind for our listening audience, the sheriff has no bearing on the prosecution side or how fast a, a trial can happen. But we understand that there are delays, but that causes some unique challenges for us. Let's talk just a little bit about those individuals who are perhaps frustrated, want to go to trial, yes, sir. want to profess their innocence, or want to go ahead and be found uh, guilty and adjudicated and sentenced so they can go to another facility and get more services because we are limited in what we offer. Let's talk about that two-year to five-year individual yes, sir. who stays with us. Well, foremost, I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that you keep it out in front in regards to uh, the, the individuals that have been in that pretrial status for a while. One of the things that we really underestimate is, and I don't see it as, as much of a challenge here, is our classification process. We have a, a, a robust classification process Explain to what classification means for those who may not understand. Yes, sir. Back in 1968, a gentleman by the name of Carl Menninger really started the classification process, and that's risk needs assessment, which means you look at your crime, you look at your health, you look at your, you know, your medical, you look at your mental, you look at a great deal of variables in order to place and house that individual so that they can be safeguarded. There is no more intentional process than the classification process. And at Durham County, I will, again, I've been to a lot of different places, but this, you know, the, the, the attention to detail is, is so pointed here because again, we're talking about young men and women who can't go on different sides of the town in the community and we can bring them into the detention center and they are relatively safe. That's done through classification. Now, part of the challenge with the individuals that have committed these large crimes, I mean, these, these crimes where they know they're gonna be in pretrial for a while, is to make sure that you have an intentional classification system. So we don't have the, 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 the disruptions that I think can be fostered with the individual there. Let's just say this here, the, the, the jail, our current COVID conditions, it does not offer as many opportunities for individuals to freely move about, transfer out, because again, it's about the county. So over a period of time, the incarcerated population, they get stagnant and they decide that, you know, hey, I'm gonna challenge the authorities because of the familiarity sometimes with the rules. But our classification really diffuses a lot of that, Sheriff Burkett, as you know. So it was already incorporated in. I've added my expertise the, the best that I can, but it is sound. And that's the one piece that I think keeps us in a situation where you can talk to an individual that's been there three, four years, and they see where we're trying to get, they know that they've gone through the COVID, but for the most part, they feel safe. And I think most of the family members and most of the detainees, they, they want to be safe first. And Absolutely. then after that, then of course, let's, let's, let's talk about the program. So I think the ones that I've talked to would much rather be here Right. than other places. That's so right. yeah, other people may look at it as challenges, but I look at it as something that we have not necessarily mastered because we're always trying to progress. 
but we do such a fine job at it that I don't see them being here for a long period of time wholesale as being a problem. Yeah, individually, you may have a few here or there, but for the most part, we do that right. It's all about taking care of those who are in our care and custody yes, and the classification process. As you said, Chief, is designed to safeguard those individuals forever how long they are with Absolutely. us. And we do a really good job uh, here at the Durham County Detention Facility doing just that. We're talking to Chief Hawkins, Chief of Detention Services at the Durham County Detention Facility. We're going to wrap up, Chief, and I want to spend the next couple of minutes talking about uh, we talked a little bit about recruiting and why come to work for us, the difference between a prison and a, and a jail, and some of the great things that we're doing uh, at the Durham County Detention Facility. We talked about SMART, uh, medication-assisted treatment. We talked about our mental health services and our partnership, our STAR program, and our GED. I really want us to focus the next couple of minutes on getting folks to join our team. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about how we can get folks really excited about doing this work. Absolutely. Changing lives, touching lives while being a member of the Durham County Detention Facility family. Absolutely. I'm gonna personalize this if I can for a moment, Sheriff Burkhead, because at the end of my career and retiring from public safety, I really did not think that I wanted to do any confined facility work again. And I was sitting there looking at a website and I saw a, 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 a leader talking about uh, an acronym called T. And that T stands for Transparency, Engagement, and Accountability. So when I heard that, I sat back and I said, okay, you know what? That's the type of organization I want to be part of. Not that my previous years hadn't, but it inspired me to say, this gives you a different opportunity at a local level to work under those type of mandates and that's what attracted me and then of course having an opportunity to go through the process meeting the leaders uh, meeting the organization you know i bought in from onset now how does that apply to a person who is going to be in an entry-level position what that means is that now you've got a leader that you know understands a vision that can attract different leaders but then also have the experience in order to make sure that you are nurtured on the front end because for persons like myself, it's about the succession plan. You know, what I'm trying to do right now is develop my replacement. Uh, you know, I know that I'm not gonna do this a lot longer simply because my mindset is to do something different. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm now, a, I've been a father for a long time. I'm a husband, I'm a grandfather. So there is that part of me that wanna set that cell phone down and say, you know what? I'm only going to answer to my wife and then from that point forward. But for a person who's looking for an opportunity, and this is not about being a job, you know, it really isn't. Um, I see this as my purpose. And I think, I feel like God purposed me not only to come to Durham County, but God has purposed me with this type of career field. The perception that people have with detention and correctional officers is not always glamorous. Mm -hmm. You can't look at a prison-based movie or a jail-based movie and find any, in, in, any signs oftentimes of positive with the people. But it's the people that really has made the difference for me. Coming here, seeing how, again, that family-based, that family-oriented, and because I've always been transient, I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. So if, if you wanna be part of a family, if you wanna get the best training that 
the Sheriff's Association and the state standards allow, then this is the place where you want to be in law enforcement, you want to be in correction, you want to be in detention, you start here. Uh, there is a plethora of different skill opportunities as you progress and grow. There's a promotional growth ladder that is obtainable for a person who comes to work, wants to be a good steward of the profession, is intentional about the duties. Those are the type of people and high character and morale because I heard a wise man say that this is a noble profession and it really and truly is. So for me, it was the T. The T got me. So that transparency, engagement, and accountability, if that's what you want to be a part of, then this is the place for you. You heard it right here on Star Talk. We're talking to Sheriff Clarence Burkhead and Chief Johnny Hawkins, Chief of Detention Services. Chief Hawkins, thank you so much for coming and being part of our podcast. We are going to put out these so that the listening audience and the public can understand what we do here at the Durham County Sheriff's Office, and certainly at the Durham County Jail. You heard it. Come be a part of our team. Come be a part of our family. Let's make a difference in the lives of those who are in the care and custody of the Durham County Sheriff's Office. Again, Chief Hawkins, thank you for your time thank you, today. Sir. And we look forward to our next podcast here on Star Talk. Thank you, sir.